the whole night. Um, <clears throat> I've been to... I went to Michigan-Notre Dame, the first night game in Michigan history. And I always tell people as a joke, like, if I was not a spiritual person, that would have been the most spiritual experience of my life, yeah. right? And this is the second best sporting yeah. experience that I've had. So for those of you listening, if I sound like I'm a 14-year-old boy going through puberty, it is because <laughs> I was at Monday Night Football for the Lions and the Raiders and was able to cheer my Lions on to victory, which was a lot of fun. We yeah. had a blast. Got to spend time with my dad, my brother-in-law, and my youngest brother. So it was a good memory maker Yeah, for us. We got there two hours early because we had to get the Aiden Hutchinson bobblehead. Oh, yeah. Okay. But actually, it wasn't that bad because like, we were quite literally one of the very few people in the stadium. <laughs> and like, so there were no lines for food. I went up, I got my nachos, my pretzel, and my Coke, and I did not leave the seat <laughs> the rest of the game. <laughs> there you go. It was, it was fun. But yeah, it, it takes a toll on you, though. Like, I didn't get back to one in the morning. And yeah. then yesterday, wow, it was just crazy. So, but here we are. Yeah. Ready to talk another like Jesus yeah. session, fleshing out this idea of this potential book that we are going to write. Um, I think it's going to be good, man. We're a week away from our men's conference, and Bible. So I I have got so many plates spinning right now. Yeah, it is like this is my weekly to do list. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you just, had it. You had it at four pages. Are you down to? I'm down to one page because I was oh, able to go. cross off, but it's one page <laughs> double, two columns. Mm, so, yeah. it's getting mm. there. We'll yeah. we'll get there. I got it's a little bit more to do, and then conference will be here before I know it. So yeah. it's exciting. I'm I'm excited. It's one of the only men's conferences around this area. We couldn't find any, so our church was like, "Well, let's put one on." Yeah. And so we are. We got <clears throat> some good speakers coming in and it's gonna be fun. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So let's um let's go ahead and get started and we'll just talk about the authority of Jesus and his calling and how that can kind of translate to um us <clears throat> maybe as dads and as husbands and as fathers as well, Christians specifically. Um, so, we're going to get started. This is the Two Chaps Pod, another one of those Like Jesus sessions. It's going to be a little bit different of a format, kind of just stream of consciousness where we are just talking and discussing an idea that we have for a book, it's going to, we kind of liken it to C.S. Lewis when he wrote Mere Christianity, and he did Mere Christianity as a radio program, which then became a book. And so we're fleshing out these ideas of, if we're supposed to imitate Jesus, what are the characteristics in the gospel displayed for us to imitate um, him? And so tonight we're going to talk about his authority, and specifically his authority in his calling. 
Jesus had a specific purpose. He knew his specific purpose. Even though some tried to detract, like I think about Peter and going, you won't go to the cross. And he right. says, oh, Satan, get behind yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, but yeah, I, I, I think authority, and when we use that word, the first thing that comes to mind is people don't like authority. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's, that is that is actually sin itself. Correct. I mean, when you think about going all the way back to the garden, that this is what changes in mankind is this rebellion against the authority, the authority who had promised everything and was taking care of everything. Uh, Adam and Eve said, "No, we want to. We want to yeah. do it our own way. Um, we we want that. Uh, well, we want that knowledge. We want to to be." The ones who decide what good and evil are and yeah so i i think authority that that distrust of authority is kind of our natural inclination inclination yeah mm-hmm. um and so I, I i think that this is a huge topic because jesus comes and i mean ultimately we're, we're, we might get to this like but i mean the last his last words in matthew begin all authority He's in given heaven to and on earth yeah. has been given to me and so it's like okay there's a in one <clears> sense <throat> a new a new sheriff in town but it's the same old sheriff it's the one who's always been there um and it's like we need to listen to him um and that's that's the struggle of the the christian life really because it is you you, you have two you, you have two choices you either listen to god's word or you listen to something else Mm-hmm. Um, and you are, uh, you are under God's authority or you're, you're not. And, you know, that's the, the, the Christian life is repenting of when we haven't listened to God's word and submitted to his authority and done things the way that he wants and believing that by what Christ was authorized to do, we are still his beloved children because Christ has paid for our sins. So, so. Yeah, I think I'm thinking this I, is good. Yeah, I <clears throat> I think it's interesting that we start <laughs> we start this discussion with authority and say, hey, the denial of authority is sin because mm-hmm. ultimately it is, right? Yep. Um but then you immediately said that and I go I just taught this last week in Bible study. <laughs> Second Peter mm-hmm. two nine. The Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trial and to keep the unrighteous under punishment for the day of judgment, and especially those who go after the flesh in its corrupt lust and despise authority. Mm, interesting. I mean he's specifically okay. calling out false teachers in that sec like Right. Second Peter two is all about false teachers. The entirety of the chapter is about false teachers. And he uses some very strong language in the second half of that chapter where he calls them um irrational animals that need to be <laughs> blotted out. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's That's... but that authority with that authority comes your purpose. Yeah. Right? 
And and I think that is the beautiful marriage that we see within the life and the ministry of Christ. He was so sure in his authority and the calling that was placed upon his life that it gave him that purpose. So even when he's standing in the Garden of Gethsemane and he's praying three times, take this cup from me, take this cup from me, take this cup from me, which, I mean, right or wrong, and we can flesh this out too, I would argue that in his humanity, knowing what he was going to experience the following day, there is a little bit of trepidation there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Which which I think we've even talked about on the podcast too, is Jesus defining courage before the army ever did define courage, right? It's <laughs> right. not the lack of fear, but the ability to set fear aside and do what's necessary or right. Yeah. I mean, that is a courageous act. But it was the authority with which he was called to do what he was going to do, being a lamb slain before the foundation of the world, being, you know, the, the, the propitiation and the reconciler of mankind that gave him that purpose to say, not my will, but your will be done. Yeah. Which is yeah. a great, and it, it, it's the ultimate example for us. Right. And there, I, I think that, um, so when we talk about, so the, I I always loved like words and etymology and things like that, mm-hmm. um, and so when you think about the word authority and the related words in the English language at least of authorizing and author, mm-hmm. um, and and you start to 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 realize that authority is what you are authorized to do, and from the from the foundation of the world, from even before that. The second person of the Trinity, the incarnate word of God, Jesus Christ, was authorized to do this. This was, yeah, it was his task, his purpose, his, um, what he was set, what he was sent forth to accomplish. And I, I think that that's, you know, when you realize, and, and, and that relates to even his working pre-incarnate, when he's, when he and the Father and the Spirit are working in creation itself and when they are revealing uh god's will for creation uh and and the promise of redemption even in genesis 3 but then also in how uh noah is brought and you know the the working in the tower of the ba- uh, tower of babel and abraham and on down through that this is the uh what he is authorized to do and he becomes the author of these things literally in the sense of it's written down in scripture but also the one who is bringing it to fulfillment ultimately down through the line of abraham all the way to uh, joseph the father mary the mother or joseph the guardian if you want to be technically correct um in that little town in bethlehem so i mean there's just this and then obviously from what he completes in his life and then authorizes uh, his word to be proclaimed to all nations, beginning in Jerusalem and then to Samaria and Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. And so, and that he is still authoring that salvation to those who would hear and believe his gospel. Well, I mean, it's the title that Peter gives him in the sermon to Pentecost, right? Like, you killed the author of life. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, it's, and I think that this is kind of where 
and it goes back to, and I don't know really if it got put into like the podcast or not. I can't remember. We've had so many conversations about this, but (laughs) it, it, there's that reality of, um, like our purpose, Mm -hmm. right. And, and the discussion on God's will for our life, which I know is a, a huge discussion, right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think for Christians, male or female, husbands, fathers, there can be a, if we don't get it right, there can sometimes be a sense of purposelessness, mm-hmm. right? Where yeah. we're, we're, we're in the daily grind, we're getting up, we're yeah. going to work, we're coming home, we're having family time, we're, we're going to bed and wash, rinse, repeat. Right. And we don't really understand the authority by which we are called to be the pastors of our family. Yeah. You know what I I mean? And and being sure mm -hmm. in that calling and understanding that the one who did author all of those things, the one who is the author of life, the one that calls himself the the way, the truth, and the life, that says all power is given to me, and Hebrews says that he upholds the world world by the power of his might, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. He has purposed us right. with a calling that we are to live out. Yeah. And I think that that is uh, authorizing. I mean, that's a, I, I like that, that yeah. you know, giving a purpose to is an authorizing um, of something. And For sure. You know, that, that definitely, and it does, you're right. Uh, and I think the temptation in that mundane and that that rinse and repeat is the same temptation that Adam and Eve mm-hmm. faced that they they want something more than what than what they're authorized um to 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 carry out mm-hmm. and that that's that's the i i think and I'm just kind of cycling through these things sure in my head you know when you think about those who commit adultery it is they're going beyond what they're they're authorized to be married to their spouse. God has given that, and then they, but they step beyond that. Um, when you think about somebody that steals, that's a thief, uh, you know they have been authorized these things that they've been given from God, and then they go beyond that, and you know, uh, and even uh, well, to so I'm thinking through the Ten Commandments the. You know, murder obviously is life. You're not authorized to take that, and you do that. Uh, but then also, uh, even reputation, you shall not bear false witness. Um, that you're going beyond what you're authorized to say about someone. So there's there's that. I I believe that in all those temptations, that's that's really what's going on. Is mm-hmm. are you giving up this authority? And that and that. Well, this relates back to our uh, Reformation relevance podcast of what was the the kind of key issue going on is who is in authority? What is the authority? Yeah. Um, And so, so, yeah. And I think it's a it's a big place, right? It's. We 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 rail against authority in a lot of ways because we don't like the word submission. (laughs) okay right yeah and we think 
and this is a very I'm painting with a very broad brush. I understand mm -hmm. this, but I think it's human nature to go. I'm the captain of my ship. Yeah, mm -hmm. I am the one who drives my purpose, right? right? I and realizing and 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 failing to realize that we're actually called to submit. And in reality, I mean, we mm -hmm. we will submit to something. We will either submit to Christ as our master, or we will submit to sin as our master. Mm -hmm. And. I mean, Peter even continues in the second letter, and it's fresh on my mind. That's why I'm bringing it up. But he talks about how <laughs> these false teachers who despise authority, what they ultimately end up creating within themselves, they're driven by greed, and an insatiable is what the ESV translates it to, appetite yeah. for sin. Yeah. Right? And yeah. if we don't have our authority placed, or if, we, if we're not submitting to the proper authority in our life, then we will become mastered by something other than creator right yeah well in that word submission and i i'm not sure if it, it, it i i know i'm pulling this from ephesians 5 one of our other favorite texts um but the greek there is uh hupotaxis which means literally under category so mm -hmm. um hupo is the the uh prefix for it and then toxis uh, where we get our English word taxonomy, you know, how, how things are categorized. And so it has to do with, so the concept of submission is actually being in the right order, uh, being where you are authorized. I mean, that's, that's literally like yeah. how you can think about that is what has, and Paul's using it both in terms of the, the wives submitting to the husband. So being in the right order with the husband, but prior to that verse, um, uh, up in you know submit to one another out of love mm -hmm. uh, is as how he talks about the whole christian church be in the right order of things uh for the sake of love for right. the care for your neighbors and so there is a a real sense of yeah submission being in that right order being where you are authorized to be uh and, and not being out of step with that is part of our 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 calling as a christian uh, but then also the struggle with sin, because the the temptation is not to do that, and it will always be, uh, it will always start slight, and then move outward. But the mm -hmm. again, and this is the the kind of the flip side of that. What Jesus does authorize us is repentance, mm -hmm. and say, you know, as as First John says, if you confess your sins, God who is faithful and just will forgive your sins. So where mm -hmm. you have stepped out of line, or to use the, the really technical um, term for sin, where you've missed the mark, mm -hmm. you know, that is, that's where repentance and confession comes in, and then restoration by the gospel itself, that Christ has died for your sins, they are atoned for, they're no longer yours. Get back out there in the right order again. Yeah. So. And it's, and we've talked about this previously, but and this might be getting off track because this isn't really something that, that imitates Christ because he didn't need to repent. Right. But for us as fallen humanity, our our lives daily need to be marked by repentance. Yeah. Um, preaching the gospel to ourselves on a daily basis. Um, you know, making sure that 
we are in that right category. Yep. We are in that right line of submission and authority to ensure that, you know, we are fulfilling the roles and responsibilities and ultimately giving the glory where um, it is purposed. Which leads me to kind of the question that <laughs> I, we had this text conversation the other day. Yeah. Um, we talked last week on the podcast about the the Reformation being relevant. And through reading about, you know, more about the Reformation, and there's blogs on Uncultured Dad. You should definitely check those out. There's one about All Saints Day. There's one about celebrating Reformation Day the right way. Um, I texted you and I said, are we almost in like a reformation redux right mm -hmm. like a yeah. new reformation which is not a great term for it because i mean re reformation literally means like making right. new or reforming Reforming, right yeah. but like a reformation it just seems like specifically in like our modern churches and it comes down to that question of the two big questions they asked where is salvation given and who has the authority when we're when we're talking and, and looking at like these characteristics of Christ, I mean, that should be a question that we're literally asking ourselves every day. Yeah. So maybe it's not a Reformation Redux; it's just a a, a continued daily Reformation. Right. I I would agree, and that that is a and the 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 church word for that is a re repentance, repentance, a changing yeah. of the mind, a a, a reformation, a turning of, around. Yeah. Right of of the mind so yeah and, and i i think when we get in line with that authority and so, so the words you kept using right you know being right in line um the the word righteousness comes into mind mm -hmm. i mean and that's really when we think about the reformation that's what luther struggled with because it was that was the question of where how does how am i saved am i how made am right I made, justification Right, Correct. which is exactly. the definition of justification. Yeah, and 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 so you know you think about that. This is and the one who is authorized to do that is Christ, and mm -hmm. He does that through His Word. He calls you. He makes a claim on you. He mm -hmm. says, "Look at look at my wounds. This is what I paid for you, um, and this is and look at my and look at my wounds as what I paid for you, but also look at my wounds that." I still have these and I'm living today mm -hmm. uh, in in order to show you that your life is redeemed in me, that even the scars that you will bear in your life, I'm going to glorify them. Um, and, that, you know, that gets into to Paul's language of, you know, whom he justified, he glorified. So, that, so that's what, what is lying ahead of us. Um, but I, to kind of flesh out some of the... the the authority and, and where I think this is rooted in the Gospels, mm -hmm. I think this, I mean, from the beginning, just uh, as we, we kind of already mentioned, in creation, God as the author and God as the authorizer, um, you know, sets everything in the way that he wants it to mm -hmm. go and the way that right order, that righteousness and stuff. Obviously, sin comes into the world, messes that up. Adam and Eve step out of that right thing. They step out from underneath the authority. They claim authority for themselves. They claim really 
they 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 place their authority under Satan um, because they listen to the serpent and not to God. But but then the promise of redemption comes in a real sense. God says, "I will authorize someone uh, to crush the head of the serpent and to to reconcile the world." And so, you know, already at the beginning, we we know that this is what's going to happen. But you fast forward to the Gospels, where this really picks up, and it is it is all of a sudden within the you know the first chapter of Matthew and the first chapter of of Luke, you hear that this is who this Jesus is going to be. He is going to be the one authorized. Um, the son that Mary will bear is going to be the son of God. That's his authority, uh, son of the most high. Um, you know, and, and in Matthew, it's told to Joseph, of course, but you know, that that's, that this is where the things begin. And so, you know, that's, and I, I think that that's important to recognize as Christians because one, it shows you that it's it's ever before. I mean, it, this was this was always the plan in place, and it, it, as soon as Jesus is conceived in the womb of Mary, he's authorized to start his quest for salvation, or his his is not quest for salvation, but his his right. bringing about salvation. Right. Um. Which you know that that uh, lends, uh, well, that, that actually heightens you know the things that lead up to Christmas and then as a in a practical sense that's also you know where we as as fathers that even as we as our children are conceived in the wombs of their mothers this is where we're authorized to start taking care of them mm -hmm. um so you know I'm I'm a a huge fan I mean obviously but when when mothers come to when mothers who are pregnant come to church and they hear the word of God, they are actually, and it sounds crazy, but they're actually already exposing their children to it. And I think that this is also, and this is a little maybe fringe kind of thing. I think they can also provide great comfort if someone miscarries um, because there is, you know, that child has been exposed to the word of God. The word of God is authorized to save. That's the whole thing, um, the whole thing of the Reformation. Where does the where's the authority? It's the Word of God. How does salvation come? The Word of God is given Imparted. to you. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so, but but to to your point though, and what I think you're trying to say, like there's science behind babies hearing in the womb. That's why mm -hmm. you play music for them, or you know the yep. dad talks to the belly because then they know the dad's voice. Like right. Why would we think that's any different if a pregnant mother was in church? Correct. The same sounds are being heard, right? And um, there is supernatural working of the Holy Spirit that can exist and does exist. Yeah. In a in order to yeah I'm I that was a new concept for me about six months ago when we talked about it in the chaplain's office, mm -hmm. right? Because I was like, it, it had never dawned on me. I had never thought about it. And then you had made that statement, and I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm on board with that. Like, that makes sense completely. Like, yeah. why would I buy belly buds to play music to my kid while they're in the womb and then not think that 
going to church would have any benefit. Right. Right? I, like Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is where we get, like, our theological, right, Yeah. deep discussion. Like, not saying that there's a guarantee of salvation in that moment, but there's exposure to the gospel. Right. Right. And that's... And, and and that is, and that is what again provides word, salvation. Right, the the word right. Co- goes forth. Correct, and it is it is what creates it is the power of God unto salvation when the gospel goes forth. Um, that's that was Luther's um, you know, big thing in from Romans one, um, and so yeah, I and and I think you know and kind of and you could take this evidence from the the Bible on that as well. That's what John the Baptist. John the Baptizer. He leapt in his wound when... Right, when he heard the yeah, voice of... Don't call of, him John the Baptist. He's John the <laughs> Baptizer. Yeah. So, but... but Us Baptist. But again, that that also... That that imagery of what John the Baptizer does in the, the womb of Elizabeth when Mary appears is also, again, that authority that's already mm-hmm. been given to the child that's in Correct. Mary's womb. Correct. That the mother of my Lord would mm-hmm. be here. Um and and what I think is, what I keep thinking about when you keep talking about that is, and we're going to talk about baptism because it's on the notes and we need to. Mm-hmm. But that about was like Jesus the, baptism, right? Correct, Jesus yeah. baptism. Okay. Because like that was like the public display of this is the authority given to him, right? Right. Okay. But I think too often what we end up doing again, painting with a broad brush. I understand. But when it comes to our calling, our purpose, our authority, we're waiting for these initiation moments or mm-hmm. these moments of the clouds parting and the sun shining and yeah. we know what we're supposed to do. But through the conversation that we are having and what we are talking about right now, like from the moment the word is imparted and takes hold in your life, your authority and calling are made sure. Your initiation, that is the initiation. There's no parting of the Red Sea. There's no, you know, voice from heaven or, you know, voice from God that says, this is what I need you to do now. No, the, the, the authority is you've been saved by the word. You're called to daily repentance. Go and glorify God. Yep. In whatever vocation that may look like. Because yep. we talked about various vocations, but I think we can paralyze ourselves with, you know, analysis paralysis of mm-hmm. making sure that we are doing the right things and saying yep. the right things and waiting for this like moment to go mm-hmm. when it's like no as you go right i, I believe yep. the the greek term in the um in the great commission like we we say go you therefore into all the world and preach mm-hmm. the gospel Right, and it and it it's a great mission text. So you got to go, but like yeah. the, the the literal translation is like as you walk. Right, it's while as, you are going. Yeah. While you are going, which is like, well, where is that? Anywhere. Right. Yeah. Literally, quite yeah. literally, anywhere. Yeah. And I think for guys, for us, for all Christians, this is a truth that we have to under like, we have to get like embedded and etched into our soul that the authority and the calling that we have to glorify God and to, you know, honor him through whatever vocation that is that we have is immediate. Yep. It's as you are going. Yep. And it's, and it is, and it starts with your wife 
and with your with your children and then wherever you're placed wherever god has placed you and mm -hmm. and i think you're absolutely right in that when we well we expect yeah we expect something like what happens at jesus baptism that there's you know the, the clouds open and then there's a voice that can confirms it and all this stuff or even at his birth where there are angels announcing it and stuff you mm -hmm. know that they we expect something like that and, and it's it's not those things were because newsflash we are not jesus who was not <laughs> given the authority true, but true. yeah continue true but <laughs> but those are but those are also those were significant events that happened to draw attention to correct this christ um and now the significant event that happens is that this christ is preached mm -hmm. um and it's preached like you said daily to ourselves, um, you know, by remembering, I am, I belong to Christ. He yeah. has, He has claimed me uh, by His authority. I am under His authority, and that's what we should be hearing on Sunday mornings. What is this? Um, the text that He has authorized, not the authorized version, by the way. Uh, <laughs> um, but the text that He has authorized as the Holy Scriptures, the sixty-six books that we use mm -hmm. that point to Him. You know, what is this authority teaching us mm -hmm. and and how do we then as those who are authorized particularly as men as heads of the household um how are we delivering that to our wife and to our children and how are we cultivating that uh within within them and then cultivating what they are authorized to do that's a i i, I you know we've we've talked about this in previous podcasts but that part of our calling as husbands is really in a sense making our wives better and making our children better um and that is helping our children grow and that's not you know that doesn't mean we you know coddle them and baby them and, and whatever i mean there's you know you have to be discerning on how that is but it is to help them grow particularly in trusting this christ mm -hmm. who has made them who has redeemed them and who has promised to glorify them when he returns um so yeah there, that is part of the authority of our calling which rests in the authority of jesus calling right and particularly jesus calling us yeah it's um it, it's it's a beautiful thing when you read through the gospels and you see the confidence that's bred because of the authority that Christ knew that he had. And mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it it can, <clears throat> it can lead to, I think, inspiration for us to say, I'm not, I'm not unsure because mm -hmm. I know the one who is sure. Yes. And he has called me to do this and this is what I will pursue. Yes. Whatever that may look like, and and if if there's one way that we can, I think, be encouraged, like, I hate to say it like this, but it, it's just kind of the phrase that keeps coming to mind is, in a way, it kind of takes the pressure off. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, with the mundane and the plate spinning and, and the constant, you know, grind of everyday life, 
we don't have to sit back as dads and and despair because we're not measuring up or right. you know but because the the measure has already been met yes you know what yes. i mean and yes and in a way it's like okay what are my tasks today my task is to preach the gospel to myself love my wife raise my kids and honor yeah. like and and through that i'm glorifying god yeah. right yeah there's a a real sense of freedom that should come with with the gospel and that and i i do agree that and, and and this is something you know just from being a pastor um and being a chaplain and talking with people that there there's almost a sense of we're afraid to believe that it's actually good news that god has actually set us yeah. free we want to fantastic uh, point uh you know we we kind of want to burden ourselves back down and it's like no 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 everything is taken care of and in fact now you you get to do these things like yeah. i mean i know it sounds weird like no but, but it's but it's but a it's, changing of the perspective right yeah it, it's a changing mm -hmm. of the perspective to where and i'm going to use the same thing that i just said it's not i've got to do this 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 and this to be considered a good dad a good husband a good christian it's he did this so i can now do this this right. this and yeah. this um because yeah i think again going back to the word and the authority that christ had in his teaching where he says come to me you who are weary and heavy laden and i yes. will give you rest, rest. he doesn't yeah. say i'll give you seven more tasks to do he says no <laughs> yeah, you yeah. rest in me yeah. you find your goodness and your purpose in me and then everything that flows from that yeah is i mean Okay, we're going to take this a step further. Come to me, you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That is our purpose. We come to Jesus. We we focus on Jesus. We we are, are pursuing Jesus. And then all the things that flow from that, our Christian walk, our, our, our marriages, our, our raising our children, if, if the coming to Jesus is in line, those other things do, are restful. Yes, Yes. Right? Like there's yeah. there's not animosity. There's not strife like okay, you know there are. I mean, let's not, you know, right. paint with a prosperity type brush <laughs> right, here. Right. But but yeah. if our focus is on the one who has the authority, then as we love our wives, there's rest. As yeah. we raise our kids, there's rest. Yeah. Because we know ultimately our performance isn't what's going to I don't know the word to finish that, but like our performance isn't what needs to be done to measure up. Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. It is. You are in it. Well, to put it completely bluntly, you are not being judged. Jesus was judged for you. If, if correct. That, yeah. There we um, go. Thank so, you. Um, but yeah, but that also helps us see our wives and our children differently uh, in, in our communities. Yeah, not as burdens and things that have yes. to be, you know, yes. I, I, that, that, it's another thing to add to your checklist Correct. <laughs> of four pages. But instead we see them as gifts that this, this woman who is my wife is the one God authorized me to spend the rest of my life with. She, he is the one that has authorized both of us to have these children mm -hmm. and that they have, they are, yeah. Is it a struggle 
to, you know, go through life because they're sinners just as much as we are. Um, <laughs> Who are yet, as much in need of daily repentance as correct, we are. Correct. Yeah. But they are also these gifts that are given mm-hmm. to us. And, and when we start to see it in that perspective, and then also that branches out into the community you've been placed in, the, the job that you hold, um, you know, the congregation that you're a part of, when you start to see those as gifts that changes everything, really. Uh, and I, I think that that it does. encourages us because you're going to just, at least generally speaking, something that is, is given to you as a, a that is valuable and as a prize you are going to cherish much more than you know that is is something that's well i, I mean i don't even know if those i don't no i'm with I, you I, I i think that so i i think of the the gifts that i cherish the pictures that my kids draw and you know the things that they say much more than the paycheck that I get. My desk is, that... is literally littered with <laughs> colorings. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, it's not not quite a one for one, but but you but when that when that change of mind, when that repentance happens, that's how you see them, and then you you start to really really appreciate everything that God has done, and yeah. that though the world is tainted with sin, it, this is still God's word world. And that he's still in control of it. Um, and that even the things that he brings forth, the flowers, the unfortunately, at least in my case, the snow that oh, happened today. I'm with you. Uh, oh, <laughs> you know? I don't think we got any. Oh, really? Okay. I don't think so. I, well, of course, I didn't really yeah. look outside until about 6 p.m. So, oh, okay. Like, yeah. yeah uh, anyway. But so... I had a thought, and then I forgot it when you were yeah. saying that. Well, and that's that's all rooted in the greatest gift that God has given, and that yeah. is His Jesus Son. Christ. And yeah, so yeah, I um, man, what was I going to say? Doggone! That's um, <laughs> it's that change of perspective that I do think is so important when it comes to. Well, understanding gift, like the value in in the gift and and all of that. Um, I don't know if that thought comes back to me, I'll I'll bring yeah. it back up. But I, it's done, what? flown away at this point. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, this authority and 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 being sure of, you know, that calling and how do we imitate Christ? Well, it's that that focus, and I think you know. If we if we talk and focus on that imitation part, right? Um, I just keep going back to the word confidence. Yeah, like like he <clears throat> boldly approaching the throne of grace with confidence. Yeah, right. And how can we do that because of the word of God? Yeah, and that's that's a that's a another great thing. Like Christians are authorized to pray. To call upon God, not as some you know distant deity. Maybe He'll show up. Maybe He's there. Maybe He'll listen to me. 
No, it's a Maybe call upon him. Maybe he's Baal sitting on the toilet with <laughs> right. Elijah. Or relieving himself. No, call upon him as your heavenly father. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're yes. authorized to do that. So you are authorized, yeah, to approach this throne of grace where, and, and even, it, it, so to, to pull a strange reference here, Esther, when she's mm. supposed to go before this. The, what's that? For such a time as this. Yeah. And and but but the danger is that if she goes and appears before the king, she will they the king will kill him, kill her. Um, you know, but there's the and so you think about that in the temporal sense, well, what about a holy God? Like how can we come before him? We can't do that on our own. But by Christ's blood, by the propitiating sacrifice that he is, by his covering us, we are now authorized to approach the throne boldly um, with with all that we, with, with every care in our life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, man, I just keep th- I just keep thinking about what you said about the the way that we like that confidence can can change so much about the way that we go about everything the the authorization the understanding that we are authorized to approach the throne of grace that we have full like we have the authorized word of god (laughs) final revelation you know sitting there waiting for us and and he's literally saying come and meet me come and glean to use an example from ruth right like come and glean in these fields and get to know who i am so that you can then you know model that for your wife for your family for your community and ultimately it leads to rest right Mm -hmm. because a lot of us need rest (laughs) <laughs> but not not in the physical sense. Yeah. There's yeah. there's I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm, well, I'm well, well, let's be t- rambling no, I, I at a certain you're... point, but it's yeah. it, you know that that but, just but, that idea of but, sitting there like I but, have but. I have so many things that are spinning right now. I mean, we mm-hmm. talked about this, right? We talked about my four page checklist yeah. of, of stuff that I'm trying to get accomplished by next Friday. But it's not burdensome. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I, yeah. I've had, like I've had this conversation with with Jess, and she's just like, "How are you? I, how are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm good." Yeah. Like this is, it's not a burden because I'm I'm studying, I'm growing, and I can see it having an impact even outside of my office walls. Yeah. So this and this, well, I'll pull your uh, your favorite quote. You know, discipline is freedom. Yeah. Um, and so when you think about this submission to authority and being in the right order and yeah. all that Christ has done for you, that you're reconciled to the Father, um, that this is freedom, that what comes with that is, uh, that comes with that that rest as well is joy mm-hmm. and peace mm-hmm. and patience and, mm-hmm. and all these wonderful blessings that, the world can only try to imitate. But um, never replicate. Correct. Mm-hmm. And this is sure and certain in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a, 
there there's a real sense of we will never find true rest we will never find true freedom we will never find true peace we will never find true joy apart from christ Mm -hmm. and to realize that this is what he is authorized to give to you you know it is like why wouldn't you come here why wouldn't you feast upon his word feast upon himself in communion uh psalm 34 8 taste Taste and see the lord is good yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, feast together with your fellow christians who will be ultimately at the marriage feast of the lamb and his kingdom um so yeah I don't know but, if you want to, and, and it sounds, and maybe this is where I'm kind of like all these thoughts going through my head, and and what we've been talking about, and I think about the context in which I teach, right, or or, or maybe the context in which we're even doing this podcast for people to listen, and and they go, yeah, that sounds really great. You make it sound so easy, <laughs> yeah. but this, but this, yeah. right. And I and, and I understand that, and I get that. But there's an element where it's just like faith. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like it's, it, it, I, no, it I know that's a cop out answer is. to a certain extent, no. but it, it's not a cop out. But it's you know it's that it, you know it, oh okay kind of answer. But it, it really is like, what do yes. you have to lose by going okay? I'll take yeah. it at your word. Let's go. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, and, and that's, I mean, well, all those things that I talked about with, with getting married, having children, yeah. t- taking a job, whatever, those are all acts of faith. Because that, that is, you are trusting God that he has given these things to you. And even in those broken times of yeah. um, that, you know, where, where, whether you're having struggles in your marriage mm-hmm. or uh, struggles at work or whatever, now marriage and family become prioritized over that. It is trusting God and how God has designed it and trusting to, again, submit to his authority that this will work out because he he authorized it. He authored mm-hmm. it. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I it, it, and that is that's all faith, because in a real sense, you will not um, we will not see the completion of this until Christ returns. We right. see in a mirror dimly now. Um, and, and that's 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 the whole that's. That's just everything that goes on in our lives mm-hmm. um, because sin is still in this world because mm-hmm. evil still is in this world. It still has its influence, even though it does not have the upper hand. It is the always thought just oh. came back to me. Go ahead. And it's one of those things that you just kind of mentioned, right, is um, I think oftentimes and I heard somebody say this and I thought it was brilliant that. You know, we talk about evil still being in the world, mm-hmm. and we 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 are to battle against that, and we have the armor of God and all that. And uh, somebody one time said that we got to be really careful that we don't put the attributes that only belong to God mm-hmm. on Satan as well. Yes, and and in that, what I mean by that is, I think oftentimes when we talk about rest or we talk about the hardships that we face, we can kind of feel like good and evil are equal and opposite forces right that they are battling against each other and one's going to win and one's going to not but scripturally theologically biblically 
good. Evil is submissive to good. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Job 1, the sons of God presented themselves before God and Satan along with them. Yeah. Satan is still accountable to our good father. Correct. Our heavenly father. Equal and opposite forces do not exist when it comes to talking about good and evil. There is the supreme good, which is God, and everything else underneath that. Correct. Which is why he works all things together for good to those who are called according to his purpose. Right. Those who he foreknew, he also predestined to be transformed into the image image of of his his son. son. Exactly. And, And that's exactly... God will, and this, this is going to sound strange, but God will use evil for his purposes 100%. because it's still under his authority. And I mean, and there are examples of this in scripture. And there's hard, you know, and that's hard to reconcile when you tell that to people. They're like, what? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And Joseph said what you meant for, you meant evil, for evil, God used for good. Correct. God also permitted Cain to murder Abel. Yeah. You know, th- like all there are examples throughout the Bible of you know, I mean, you brought up Esther, right? Like yeah. and the extermination of the Jews that Haman was going for. But yet Mordecai says you were brought to the temple for such a time as this. Right. And that even that the exile uh of the people of Israel, the destruction of the the, the temple. temple, and all of that, God still used it as mm-hmm. for good because it brought about repentance. But He also preserved the line for this Messiah, the one who is authorized from the foundation of the world to bring salvation. I, I mean, I, we keep on using. Exa- I mean, there's examples aplenty, but mm-hmm. Elimelech taking his family, doing what no yeah. father should do. Taking his family to a godless country, yep. And whether he was, whether he died as a result of that sin or not, is not yep. specifically known. But connections can be made, right? Right. Then we talk about the influence of a dad not being present and his sons marrying foreign women, which they weren't necessarily prohibited to do, but was right. frowned upon. And then yet it was still used for good because Ruth yeah. goes with Naomi. She meets Boaz. They yeah. have Obed. Obed has Jesse. Yeah. Jesse has David. Right. And the line is preserved. Right. Yeah. So I, I know you brought it up earlier, so I, I think we'll, we'll jump on it now. But the uh, the baptism of Jesus, yeah. because this is the uh, – in the Gospels, this – while – Again, as we mentioned earlier with with the the birth narratives with uh, Matthew and with mm-hmm. Luke, that even back then Jesus is authorized to be the the Son of the Most High God, the Savior. Um, he will save his people from their sins. And even um, as a kid, yeah. was acting on that authority. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, the, yeah. Correct. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the temple. It would, did you not know that I was in my father's house? That you know, this and is, I must be about my father's, my father's business. business. Yeah. yeah. So, but but definitely in, in because this is this occurs. It's recorded in three of the gospels, but it's also presupposed in uh, the fourth gospel in John that this moment when Jesus comes to the Jordan, 
Um, it is it is the public recognition that this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased, and you know, and confirmed again at the transfiguration. Correct, exactly, mm-hmm. and so that this is the one whom God has authorized to be the sin bearer of the world, to be the obedient son, to be all to to make up for all of Israel's failings in the past, and to give the righteousness that he fulfills that's what he says to John um, in the Jordan at least in in the math in, in Matthew's account um, that he fulfills all righteousness for all people now mm-hmm. and so you have this and he's authorized in a in an anointed way because the spirit descends on him and that doesn't mean the spirit wasn't with him the spirit can is you know how Jesus becomes incarnate uh, in in the Gospels, but this is the public showing that the true anointed one that everyone has been waiting on is this one, yep. and he is yeah, and now he's here, and he is here to do what I have, what God the Father has authorized him to do, and yet there were still people <laughs> that missed it, yeah, yeah, and and unfortunately there are still people that miss it today. today. Correct. But but yeah, and that's and that's the other. Um, th- this will get into much longer uh, discussion probably than what we'll go with tonight. But yeah, it is because after he goes from the baptism, the one one he uh, the the immediate thing is he's out and he's tempted. Um, now Mark's gospel on that is very quick. He's you know tempted for forty mm-hmm. days, um, but uh, Luke and and Matthew give much more detail and it's actually temptations about his authority if you are the son of god do this misuse your authority um you know make these stones in the bread throw yourself down from this high place um you know now i'm forgetting the third one uh bow down does he yeah bow down worship yeah that's right yeah of course i forget it because it's the one that so common to us um <laughs> that's but that's but that's it. It is it is all Satan's temptation to misuse the authority, just like he tempted Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yet Jesus does not give into that, and he properly holds his authority as the Son of God, who has come to fulfill all righteousness, who has come to obediently follow the Father, perfectly fulfill the law mm-hmm. on behalf of all people to save the people from their sins. So. Mm-hmm. You see that, that that that's the the first, well, again, the confidence of his authority. Jesus doesn't back down because he knows who he is, because of what mm-hmm. God has, has, has placed on him, because in the public recognition, you are my beloved son. Mm-hmm. Um, he also doesn't back down because he goes on the authority of Scripture, properly understood. Satan does try to twist Scripture to tempt him, and Jesus says, no, 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 no. That's not the authorized way to read it. Here is what is true. Here is what is true. Um, so, yeah, we we see that playing out. And then, you know, shortly thereafter, this authority, he manifests it in what we talked about last time, his teaching ministry. Repent for the gospel, the kingdom, uh, repent and believe the gospel for the kingdom, repent for the kingdom of God draws near. 
um, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Those those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that, that that that's Matthew, Mark, and Luke. But in John, it is it's interesting to hear John the Baptizer point to this authority because he begins with pointing at Jesus and saying, "Behold, the Son of God." The Lamb of God. The Lamb of God who takes takes away away the sin sin of the world. Yeah. And you're just like, what does that mean? And it is, again, this is who the Son is, the incarnate second person of the Trinity, is authorized to be. The Lamb of God, the sacrifice will take away the sin of the whole world. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just just this beautiful, uh, and and John only knows that... John the baptizer in the gospel of John only knows that because it's revealed to him that the one on whom you see the spirit, which happens at his baptism, uh, rest. This is the the son of God. This mm-hmm. is the, the, the one who has come to do this. So, yeah, uh, we can keep going <laughs> on that. But because Jesus demonstrates this authority in the teaching, which, which we talked about last week. Um, which also just to throw in as a side note, and when we could pick this up, flesh this out later, but the word teaching in Greek is didasko, which mm-hmm. is where we also get our word for doctrine. And so when you realize that Jesus teaching and the authority that he has is doctrinal authority, all of a sudden that puts into light, well, wait a second. So doctrine is very important mm-hmm. in the life of the church in, yes. the, in the authority because the authority of the word doctrine indoctrinates I, it teaches. I literally told my guys at last Bible study <laughs> I go uh, why do you think the epistles spend so much time talking about false teachers because yeah. we have to guard the truth Yeah, but in order to guard the truth you have to know the truth but what is the truth the truth is doctrine <laughs> Yeah. Like what the Bible teaches, what the Word of God, whether in Scripture or the actual person that was the Word of God teaches, that is doctrine. Yeah, that's what we must know. Yeah. I, and when you start to make those, what what is always interesting to me is when you start to make those connections and weave all of that together, and it, I mean, it makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. But the the light bulb moments for people who have been around church their whole life, but they're like, oh, right? But yeah. it's still a beautiful moment because it, that teaching is taking hold. It's taking right. grasp, right? And yeah. it's it's fantastic. Um, yeah. The authority of Jesus. You got a final thought on the authority of his calling. So, yeah, I mean, he demonstrates it throughout his life. Um, he demonstrates his authority over creation itself over the evil spirits the demonic over satan by resisting him in his temptation and then ultimately on the cross where he uses his authority not to as john says in in john 3 not to condemn the world but to save the world through himself and so when we we think about that authority that that's the example what we are authorized to do as men as husbands what we are authorized to do as Christians, excuse me, and then particularly men and husbands and fathers, that this is how we use our authority, um, that it is 
in love and service to our neighbor, particularly starting with our wife and our children and teaching them, training them, guiding them, loving them, serving them, um, that they would be in that right order, in that under the authority of Christ himself. So there's, uh, yeah, we could probably spend another entire episode on this. Good. Uh, and if we need to, we need to. If we need to keep yeah. fleshing it out. For, for me, this final thought is the confidence that Christ went about his ministry to glorify God because of the authority that he had and the assurance that he had in that calling. And it's the same thing that we can take with us in our daily lives because of the authority that is authorized to us through Jesus' teaching. Come to me, and I will give you rest. That's truth, man. That's so good. So good. That's going to do it for us, though, on the Two Chaps Pod. We hope that you will stop by next week. If you haven't yet, make sure you subscribe to YouTube. Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, all the places. And make sure you check out Uncultured Dad for some latest content. We will see you next week. He's Coleman, and I'm AJ. And always stay uncultured. All right. For yeah. the late crew, the temptation of Jesus. Is yeah. it arrogance that Satan is working with? Stupidity that Satan is working with? Or just a general, like, I've always wrestled with that thought. Like, he literally went to tempt Jesus. I, I can't imagine that he doesn't know he's already lost. And, like, ah. is there just a pure ignorance when he's going, bow down to me? Like, really? Yeah. So I I mean that's a that's a good question, one that I don't know the answer to in terms of scripture doesn't say how much does Satan know before this because I mean if you think about it as as the baptism is the public recognition of this is the Son of God is that when Satan hears it and goes oh let's see yeah. and, and doesn't really know or thinks the, that Christ is susceptible. Yes. Because, like, here's the thing, like, and this is where I kind of, like, again, never going to, this is pure speculation. I understand that. For those listening later, I, I totally get it. He was in heaven. He knows the Trinity exists. He knows that Christ is God. Mm -hmm. Is it a plot to take over? Like, he thinks that he can get God, you know what I'm saying, like... I don't know. I've, I've always just kind of like not really laughed at it, but been like, really? Well, I so he does know that Christ exists as the logos, uh, the word. And. But does he does he realize that this Jesus of Nazareth is that same word incarnate. That I don't know. Yeah. Um, Again, you know, can't put the attributes of God onto Satan. He doesn't right. know the beginning from the end. Right, because he so. is he is a part of creation. He is bound Correct. here. Um, and so, you know, I, and I would I would think, I would think it's it's probably 
very much like, well, like Job, like the people of Israel, like Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're God's children? How about this? Mm -hmm. And why don't you eat this fruit? Um, oh, you're you're blameless and upright. Let's see how let's see how you deal with um, yeah. a whirlwind and leprosy and killing of your family and all these things. Oh, you all are the people. You are the chosen people of God. Um, how are you doing on how, how are your stomachs feeling? Are yeah. you hungry? Yeah. Uh, you know, and so I, I do think that there's because it, it, and there's actually a, a, a parallel with Israel the temptations in the wilderness or at least what 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 the wilderness journey what what the israelites complain about and and jesus what how jesus is tempted so what's you know what is the first thing they complain about three days after they walked out of the well that, that's actually water but they they also complain about food um and you know that they're that because they're hungry and God provides bread from heaven, and yet they still screw that up because they've got they collect more than what they're supposed to, more than what they're authorized to, um, and then and so they they fail at that. Whereas Jesus doesn't, and then you know the two uh, you could look at the the they get to the mountain and what happens when Moses is up on the mountain? They fail at worshiping God alone. Because they create the calf, um, you know. So I mean, there's some some parallels there. At least I think that could be drawn. That Satan is using the same type of. I I think he he hears okay, we got another son of God. Let's see if this one's the real one, and that's what he goes after. Um, but. Again, that's all yeah. complete speculation. Always. No, no. Uh, I, it's just always something that's been really interesting to comprehend. I. This is good. I, I think fleshing this out is going to really help to crystallize what's going on with this project, and, and hopefully it'll be good. I have a crying baby upstairs, though, so okay. I'm going to have to call it for tonight because probably time for Dad to take over and get him to sleep. Yeah. Um. So I will talk to you tomorrow. For those of you that stuck around, thanks for sticking around. Make sure you like and share, and we will see you next week. Stay, Stay uncultured. uncultured. Hey everybody, just want to thank you once again for spending some time with the Two Chaps Pod today. If you're on YouTube, make sure that you've liked and subscribed to our channel. Pound that bell for notifications so you can be notified when our latest content drops. If you're on social media, we are all over the place, including the brand new threads from Meta. And I do want to remind you, for longer content, including pre-show and post-show audio, make sure you've subscribed on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next week with a new episode of the Two Chaps Pod, and until then, stay uncultured.